Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the podcast about tea and friendship. It's so good to see and hear you from you again, listeners. Um, now, you might not think we can see and hear you, but we can in our hearts. We know you're driving your cars. You're doing chores while you're listening to your friends. You are, um, oh, what are some other things? Oh, you're taking a walk and you don't want to be by yourself. So you, mm-hmm. you pop us in. You're playing um, Animal Crossing. You're playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> you're doing a variety of online games. I think I played Animal Crossing for and listened to podcasts for three straight hours last night. <laughs> that sounds fun. I had a lot of podcasts to get through. I picked up a couple of new ones now because I need more. <laughs> so would you say that your Animal Crossing addiction is fueling your podcast addiction? It's sort of, they're, they're sort of both helping each other <laughs> because Animal Crossing was making me listen to more podcasts, but now that I can listen to podcasts, I don't feel as bad about playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> so it's, they're kind of trying to outdo each other. Okay. 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 Okay, okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's all right. I. What else am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not here to judge how mm-hmm. you spent your time. I cleaned out a cabinet today and listened to podcasts. So. Um, what did I do today? I went downstairs and I got my brand new fan. It oscillates. <laughs> I'm honestly never been happier for anyone actually, about anything. I'm actually not sure if it, it oscillates or inside of it it moves so technically it is not an oscillating fan but it is a fan that like blows in all directions does that make sense like an oscillating fan in my mind the whole fan sort of has to turn but i think this fan might internally turn whenever i've seen sorry Hmm? whenever i've seen tower fans like what you described pre-podcast it does the fan itself turns I'd have to I, see I, a picture. I know, I know. I, I have to I have to open it up. It's still in its box. Oh my god. <laughs> when did you get it. this? I today. I know, but like you haven't opened it? Did you I mean, just like, get it? Uh, yeah, like a well, I mean like a couple hours ago. Yeah. Oh, I wanna open it immediately. It's not hot, so I didn't need it. Okay. <laughs> if fine. It was, if, I also I bought two fans actually, and the first one already came, and so I already have that one plugged in, so it, the second one is not as big of a rush, you know? Mm-hmm. In fact, um, I bought the first, I bought the second one because the first one was going to take a week to get here and I wanted a fan immediately. <laughs> wow. Wow. You're a little impatient. Um, it's summer. Is it? Uh, no, it, it is. It, it is an Animal Crossing. <laughs> it is technically not summer yet. Okay, let's back up. It is meteorological summer, but not astrological summer. <laughs> okay? okay, that's fine. I just wanted to acknowledge that technically summer doesn't start until like June 21st or 22nd. I can't remember. It, I, it changes based on the year. But I will yes. say I will say that people tend to think that summer ends at the end of August or and or Labor Day weekend, which is also not true. But it is definitely what people all think. <laughs> Listen. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, listeners, we're not meteorologists. We're not. We're not even tea experts. And we have a tea podcast. Matt, what is this might, podcast think, that people I think are we listening might, to? I think we might be tea experts by now. You asked me what it's about? I tried I tried just doing our tagline in the beginning this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Emily and I are friends. We're drinking tea. And a little later today, we're going to get to talking about a, a, a mystery topic of mine that Emily doesn't know, uh, but you, the listener, you might know um, because it's in the episode title. It is the entirety of the episode title. And wow, wow, wow. I, I, I just had this thought, like technically, you know, people can see what episode this is or what this is about, but you also could keep it a secret from yourself. I mean... You could just download the episode, not look at the title, like make it your objective to not be spoiled. And then you could be in the same shoes as Emily. Listeners, I I... We have a ch- I'm going to challenge you to do that. I want you to live in my shoes. 
I would I would prefer it. I mean, people can't start till next week, but it would be a great way. Matt. Yeah. Speaking of this podcast. Yes. We are drinking tea. Is mm-hmm. it time? Let us let us get into it. Okay. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. Talk. <laughs> Little percussions. <laughs> Um, I'd want the listeners to know that I did delay the beginning of the podcast so I could have props. Um, oh, that is what took you so long to get ready. <laughs> yes, I needed the props. You kept saying, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I was like, you don't seem like you're ready. <laughs> I had to get, I wasn't ready. I didn't have my props. Mm-hmm. Um, tea talk. Emily, what tea are you drinking today? Matthew, thank you so much for asking. I am drinking. Um, I, I'm deciding on how I want to say this. Well, I'm drinking. Christmas chai black tea from my 12 teas of Christmas box that I got for Christmas. And this is number six. Wow. Keeping it seasonal. Hell yeah. Speaking Um, of not quite summer yet, but yes. (laughs) Look at, look at those Christmas ornaments. Oh, wow. It says the number six right on it. Yeah. Um, but I got this from my cousin Janie and my aunt Janelle for Christmas. And, um, and it's a whole box of teas. Um, there was 12 of them, obviously. I've drank many of them, but I'm actually drinking this mostly so I could, um, have less tea bags in my life. Um, but yeah, it's a Christmas chai black tea. Um, have you had this tea before? I have, yes. Uh, How many bags per box come in these? There were eight, eight Mm -hmm. tea bags per box. And now how many do you have left of number six? There's one more left. And how many did you use today? Two. Okay. So you had five of these? And my friends, that's the math portion of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the only um, reason I was so delayed, and I don't want people to think I'm an idiot, was I forgot if you said, I, I for a second I was like, wait, did she say there were six bags? And I was then I was like, no, it was T6, eight bags. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> They should give you the number of bags corresponding to the day it is. Yeah. So this po- this podcast, um, on this podcast, I'm going to tell you about the tea. Um, these are the ingredients. Black tea, chai flavor. A blend of Ceylon and other origin black tea. That's what I got for you. Wow. Um, is in, in Out of the 12... Um, where does this, where, where would you say this one ranks? I honestly don't remember. Um, there was a few good fruity green teas that I liked. I'd say I'd put those above this, but then there's a few teas that I, um, would put below this, but I was also doing it. So like I would try to only have like two or three open at a time. Mm. Um, and then I would open the bags because they they come in a little box, but inside the box there's like an airtight bag that holds yeah. the tea bags. A little vacuum um, seal. Yeah, so I was trying not to like open them all up. Um, I think it's interesting that it says chai flavor and not like the chai ingredients. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say like cinnamon and other things. Yeah, sometimes I feel like they do that. They'll just be like natural flavors or whatever. <laughs> Like, yeah. Tell me what they are. I have a tea podcast. I need to list these ingredients out. Um, uh, is there any copy to be read? Use one bag per cup. Pour in boiling water and stir. Allow to infuse three to five minutes. Wow. Distributed by Life Plus Style Gourmet, LLC. Valley Stream, <laughs> New York. 11581. 516 oh. Wow. Whoever wrote that had just poetry. <laughs> um, the whole thing didn't have a lot of copy. It just has mm-hmm. the name, which, as you mm-hmm. know, I find disappointing because I love copy. But, yeah. Hey, this is the cards you were dealt. Mm-hmm. Um, does this tea stand out to you in any particular way from other similar teas? No, it's a pretty regular just chai black tea. What they is I don't really get the Christmassy aspect of it. Besides the fact that I think chai is more of a fall winter flavor, hmm. although I get iced chai throughout the whole year. Um, I've, been, I've been making chai's. 
Um, but yeah, it, it just tastes like a, a chai black tea. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I could ask you a question now. <laughs> the question. Tell um, me. Although I do not remember the brand name, but uh, do you, <laughs> Emily Riggins, um, <laughs> do you find this uh, Christmas chai black tea the number six of the 12 days of Christmas, 12 teas of Christmas, which obviously maps onto the 12 days of Christmas. Do you find this to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? It's my cup of tea. Um, it's not, it's not like a home run, but it's a solid bunt to get someone um, to score a run or to a get su- someone suicide to suicide squeeze. Base. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most exciting play in baseball. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, it's a. It's a single. It's a walk. It's a walk. It's a walk. Listen, in my book, a single is as good as a walk. Um, but it's not as exciting. Yay. Generally, yeah, the person me, doesn't do anything when they get walked. They don't even swing. Yeah. Or they stop know. their swing midway through. Depends on when it happens. To be honest, if you got a if you got a tie game in the ninth and. You got a walked batter. That's the, one of the most exciting things in baseball. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say it was a a walk in the fourth inning in a regular season game. All right, I'm still pretty excited, but <laughs> uh, I think the listeners will get your point. <laughs> I just it's not a strikeout. I'm surprised it's not. It can't even just be a, a double. I mean, that's half a home run. <laughs> but I feel like a double is still very good. Like your level of cheers for a double is more. It, it is it is for sure, but I I'm surprised you're trying to minimize it to the level of just a walk or a, or you're not even letting me tell you how exciting walks are. <laughs> it's a good tea. It's a solid tea. Um, yeah. Okay. For a minute, it was a suicide squeeze, which was <laughs> probably the most. That's like the safety of baseball. Football's safety. Oh, I do love a safety. Yeah, I'd say a bunt to score is basically the same as a safety. <laughs> I'm making the safety uh, ref thing. I could, I can verify for the people at home that Emily is not lying. <laughs> okay, before we talk about your tea, have I ever told you that when I worked at the museum I used to work at, there was a, it was a children's museum and there was an NFL exhibit for a little while. And one of the things that they had was um, like a referee area where they had a dance that they taught <laughs> kids about like the referee calls. And I don't remember it all now, but it goes like touchdown, safety, timeout, holding, holding, no, holding. Yeah, I do think you say holding, holding, personal foul, something, <laughs> something, do it again. And there was a whole dance to it. Everyone loves to hear about personal fouls. It's everyone's favorite penalty. <laughs> um, oh, there's a face mask in there. Hmm. That's a good one. Face mask is a good penalty because at least on the replay, you get to see someone like grab someone's mask and shove it around. Uh, maybe there'll be sports this year. Who knows? <laughs> Matt, we're yeah. not going to be down. We're going to be chipper. And what tea are you drinking? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Well, I'm also keeping it uh, unseasonable. <laughs> and much like your um, fall style uh chai drink you have there i'm drinking the final tea from the fall faves box from david's tea that's right the final fall fave (laughs) (laughs) it was a long road down all six of the uh, i mean all 12 of these (laughs) yeah let's give us credit i mean you drank the last three or four all by yourself so good job i i think i did have about four by myself um I am drinking today the last one. I saved it for last because it seemed to be the least interesting. Um, it is the Just Beat It tea, which is fruity, sweet, and energizing. It is a mott tea. And uh, let's see. Turn up the beet with this energizing blend of mott, beetroot, apple, and berry. This is the copy I want. Yeah, I know. I, I'm giving you what you wanted from from your tea. Uh, the twelve, the twelve teas of fall. <laughs> um, so Matt, tell me, um, do you taste the beets? 
I do taste the beets. Uh, I turned up the beet uh, for sure with this tea. Um, I would also say that I think I think the berry flavor is probably the most obvious, though. Because mm-hmm. um, beets, to, for my money, are not um, the same kind of sweet. Although they are sweet, not the same kind of sweet that a uh, a berry would be. Okay. And uh, I'm definitely getting more of that. This is it. Kind of reminds me of like a hibiscus tea, but like a kind that I would like. <laughs> is there hibiscus in it? Oh, I don't think so. Is it just the color reason. that reminds you of it? Uh, the co- color, but also the flavor. I mean, it's Hi. just got a, a little bit of a similar. Oh, actually, it does have hibiscus in it. <laughs> Interesting. It's not listed as the. Uh, I didn't say it earlier, right? Yeah. I don't think so. The, the main copy says it says uh, mot, or no, yeah, mot, beetroot, apple, and berry. But then when I look at the actual ingredients, it says apple, raisins, yep. hibiscus blossoms, beetroot, elderberries, carrot. For some reason. Um. Uh, I. Do you yeah. taste the carrots? No. I think I knew that it had carrots in it. Um, it has a bunch of other things. I don't need to go. There's a bunch of other seeds and berries. I don't have to go through them all. Mm-hmm. The list is actually quite long for this, this tea. Um, so it's interesting that it does have hibiscus in it because I was kind of catching that out of here. <laughs> um, but it's kind of like if you took hibiscus and you made it a little sweeter and a little fruitier, which okay. is maybe why I don't like hibiscus because it's, it's more on the, I guess, flower end of things, which I don't know. I like flowery things too. Whatever. <laughs> You're allowed to not like hibiscus. It's fine. Thank you. But I like this one. Um, okay. Um, do you feel healthy drinking this tea? I feel like a million bucks. Wow. Do you taste the mott flavor? I don't know what that tastes like. Okay. Do you feel tur- turn up? Turn turn, up. Turned up? No, I'm trying, up. Not to, I'm trying not to emphasize the beat. Turnip up? Yeah. Do uh, you feel like a turn up? I feel like a turnip, yeah. Um, it's color of my tongue. Is my color is my tongue a different color? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, so I'm not I'm not actually turning into a beat, but I feel like it. Okay. Um, do you have anything else it's you want to say? Oh, it's sorry. pretty purpley colored, purple, reddish so. purple. Did you drink all the tea in this, or did you like use all the tea? I made I made all the tea. Yes. Wow. I will tell you. So the the so. I have these little cylindrical steeping things. Emily is very aware of what they look like, um, is what we make most of our tea with. Um, so one of the pods, so the, these fall faves come in pods. Mm-hmm. And a uh, one pod fills one of my little steeping um, cylinders up about halfway. So these pods are about are I would call equal to what I normally tell Emily to put in to make a pot of tea. Uh, when, when, when Emily is here and putting tea in the cylinder herself. <laughs> so I would say that this, they do, they do come with exactly the amount that I like prefer to make and not any more or, or any less. <laughs> okay. That's good. So Matt, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you ready? Hmm. I am definitely ready for this okay by the way you have to excuse the fireworks that are in the background of um <laughs> this entire podcast uh, we, are, we are recording at night for the first time in a while and uh as i recently learned three three one one has had like a record spike in uh in uh complaints for people lighting fireworks off <laughs> at night for like the month of june like it's gone crazy so um some people are shooting them off right now. <laughs> um, I actually don't hear anything, so hopefully it's not coming through. Okay. Well, um, eventually they might start letting them off at the building next to mine, which is what they've been doing recently. So those ones might get louder. Well, I hope for you that there's not too many. Although I do love fireworks. Matt. Yeah. You are drinking David's tea. David's teas. Beetroot. Just beat it. And um, I would like to know, is this your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? 
Um, this tea is pew, 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 fireworks in the background. Um, <laughs> uh, a, a good tea. It, I would call this, I would call this my cup of tea. I would say it's kind of unorthodox cup of tea for me to like. Um, because I typically don't like hibiscus and I'm not like, I'm not like a beathead, not a beatnik. <laughs> but, um, but these are good. Yeah. Um, Wait, turnips and beets aren't the same thing, right? <laughs> no, but it's like when you t- make vegetable puns or root vegetable puns, like the best one, the biggest one to go to is turn up the beet. I know, but all right. <laughs> it was fitting a theme more than anything. I appreciated it, although I don't think it's it's unique. I think it's a... Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah. Seen that. <laughs> well, copywriters, thank you for doing your work and giving me joy specifically. Um, no one else. But yeah, it's a good tea. Um, well, I'm happy to hear you enjoyed it. I know it was the last one you left in the thing mm-hmm. for a reason. If Box you tea. had to rank the teas in the Fall Faves box. Oh, God. Which was your least favorite? When did we get? start drinking these? Like a year ago? <laughs> uh, um... I don't know. I, think, I don't even remember what I. I don't remember what I liked. Oh well, I hated that honey crisp apple one. The one I, know, I had last week. Yeah, that's the worst one. Um, I don't know. There, there's um, oh well, the pumpkin chai is yeah. in here. That's a good one. Yeah, it was so, so good. pumpkin. I'll go pumpkin chai best. Honey crisp apple worst. Okay, <laughs> I'll accept your terms. Everything else is in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, tea talk done. Tea talk complete. Excuse me, I have to be ready for my next portion of the podcast. Uh-huh. Checking in on past topics. Matt. Uh-huh. Am I going to be disappointed? You sure are. <laughs> have I... you read any of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? I would not have said you would have been disappointed if I had read even a single chapter of this book. I mostly said that so the listeners would be aware of what I was asking about. Um, I, I meant to, I actually, I went so far as to meaning it this time, Ooh, I, <laughs> the microphone. I went so far to meaning it this time that, and I'm going to show you this, which maybe won't even show up on your screen, but, uh, I wrote, I wrote, oh uh, no, it's probably all washed out. Oh. Read Harry Potter right on my I checklist of things to do. And unfortunately I did not check it off. <laughs> that was my checklist for yesterday. And uh, there was also other things on here I didn't check off. So maybe I'll check all those off now. Um, but not the Read Harry Potter because I still haven't done that. So, um, whoops. So, Matt, I just want to revisit your past topic of procrastination. And um, yeah, it seems like you're procrastinating again. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna... procrastinating everything. I just I don't have enough time between playing video games <laughs> And getting real work done and ordering oscillating fans. <laughs> and also, also speaking of past topics, I, I'm, I've started doing a, <laughs> probably the most remedial thing you could do with, uh, or like time traveling thing. I've started ripping out pieces of, uh, of catalogs for oh. Lego sets I want to buy. <laughs> um, so I got a Lego catalog the other day. And this is a Star Wars Lego one. That's the topic we had once. Wow. Obi-Wan Kenobi's hut. Thinking pretty hard about buying that. Oh, the reason I want this one <laughs> is there's a Lego of the hologram of Princess Leia. Like a Lego of the hologram. And that's pretty much the coolest piece uh, I've ever heard of. That's cool, right? <laughs> We're visiting past cool. topics. I know. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, have you had any soups in the past week? Uh, I had chili. Mm-hmm. I had chili the next night after we recorded the podcast. Um, are, do you stand by the fact that it's a good soup? I, I, I reckon still good. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't have anything else to check in with you about past topics. Do you have anything else for me? Um, I don't have a past topic to check in with you, but... Um, Emily, you just moved. Yeah. <laughs> I. 
How's that? <laughs> um, it was good. I um, I need to buy a new couch. Um, I feel pretty settled into my own new apartment. Um, and I see, I see mostly white walls, and you're wearing a white T-shirt, and you have white headphones. Okay, well, to be fair, <laughs> the wall you're looking at is the blankest wall, and I knew that when I sat here, and I was like, oh, this is not the funnest wall to sit in front of, but I, um, I, it's the, mo it's where you're supposed to sit at the table, and I didn't want to podcast from my bed, and I don't want to put the chair on the other side of the table because it's not as comfortable to sit at, and so know that I still need to buy some stuff to hang up. In fact, <laughs> today, when I was organizing, after when I unpacked, I just kind of threw stuff into a cabinet because it was going to live there, but I didn't want to organize it yet. Um, and I went through that cabinet and it's mostly organized now, but I found a bunch of postcards that I purchased when I went to Scandinavia a couple years ago that I wanted to frame. And so I'm going to look into buying frames for those and put them on the walls behind me. Nice. That's like an Animal Crossing decoration. <laughs> Framed postcards. I think that's, a, I think that's specifically a thing. Everything is Animal Crossing in my life now. Um, I will show them to you afterwards, but they're cute. I bought them specifically because they were cute. Very nice. Maybe I'll just have a whole wall dedicated huh. to Copenhagen. You know how I feel about Copenhagen. Yes, yes. Uh, well, congratulations on being back in New York City. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. I wanted to bring it up. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I need a couch. Okay. Hey, I need a new couch, but I'm just dealing with it for now. That's because I broke it. It's true. Emily broke my couch. It's true. We were taking pictures for the podcast. Have I told the story on the pod? Uh, I think you have. Yeah, we were taking pictures of the podcast, and I sat. I dropped something. I went to pick it up. I sat back down, and the couch broke. Yeah, it's Emily. It's all Emily's fault. It's she sat. Fault. She sat way too hard. Yep. Um, it's all right. I need a new couch. I've had this couch for a long time. Yeah. It's, it has, it's on its second skin. <laughs> I bought new skin for this couch. That's such a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> well, I'm a weird person. <laughs> uh, I bought it from Ikea, so they, they let you buy new skin. The old I, skin was white. I used to have a white couch. Why would you and... ever buy a white couch? <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't go back in time. <laughs> but, How dirty uh... was it when you got a new skin? Well, okay, here's the worst here's the worst part of how it was dirty was that the dye from people's jeans mm. would like sweat into it. Yeah. Which I'm sure that happens to all couches. But when you buy a white one, you just get these big uh blue things. And actually, I think I did fix it once cuz that's I I got really into OxyClean a while ago. Did I ever do OxyClean that? I don't remember. Um <laughs> But I eventually switched to the white, uh, to, from white to black, the ones you know now, and those ones don't get dirty as visibly. <laughs> um, I sometimes I have some purses. If I wear new jeans, um, the dye will rub off on the purses. So I have some purses that have like a little bit of blue on the back. I had a, um, I had a party one time at my, at an apartment of mine. This is year, years and years ago when I used to work at an office, <laughs> and. Um, I invited people from my office over, like some people that, like younger people, we were all friends. We would like go to the bar together. So they, they came to my apartment. We had a little party. And we all, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Everyone everyone came to look nice or whatever. People wearing their new jeans and things like that. And this one girl was sitting at um, a stool next to the wall. And just from like, I think because maybe her legs weren't long enough to hit the ground, which actually, ought to be honest, I don't think anyone's legs are. The, the stool was pretty tall. But she would just sh shuffle around in the seat or something, and it ended up rubbing um, denim, like, stained the wall behind her. So there was, like, a butt mark <laughs> from her, from just her shifting around on the stool. And uh, we all, like, it was literally, like, she stood up for the first time in like two hours and it was like all of a sudden there was this butt mark. <laughs> so everyone knew it was her. And she, everyone was in good spirits. I certainly wasn't mad. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I just elbowed um, my tea. Don't worry. Everything's okay. Good. Um, well, I'm, were you able to get the butt mark out of the wall? I believe I was. Yes. 
Take a little magic. This is a long time ago. <laughs> Love magic erasers. Um, yeah, I don't know how I did. I probably just used Windex or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Good times, <laughs> and we all could throw parties. Mm. <laughs> That's probably like eight years ago. That story I just told, which I'm just realizing. Ugh. Um. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We just checked in about past topics and also did a little just extra chit chat. Sure did. My topic last week was soup. Sure was. I still love soup. <laughs> but what yep. is your topic this week? Okay, I think I did I tease on the podcast. I definitely teased you that I have a topic that I is is like kind of a passion of mine, but a passion of mine that has fallen by the wayside. Um because it was it was it was a passion of my youth. And I'm no longer young. <laughs> Matt, listeners, um, is very mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is of my distant youth. Um, not even the recent youth that I just said bye to. <laughs> um, this is something from my from my formative years of, of becoming a, a, a person who played way too many video games. <laughs> um, this is one of... If not the first um, video game I ever played uh, online, um, it was one of the early PC games I played. I, I've typically been a Nintendo video game playing person and later in life became a uh, Xbox and PlayStation and, and now play a lot of uh, PC games like Fort, Fortnite and uh, I suppose the topic from a couple weeks ago, uh, Jackbox, that would also be a PC game. But this is... This goes back further than that. Oh my god! This is goes back to the dawn of of me playing online video games and all that. This is a game that is called Total Annihilation. Wow! Total annihilation. Quite a game. Quite a title. Let's (laughs) annihilate this topic. Let us do that. Total annihilation. Some 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 fast facts. Uh, this game was released September 26th, 1997. I was seven. I was in seventh grade. I was in middle school. I just had started, I suppose, a couple of, for, by a couple of weeks. Um, I don't know that I, I don't think I bought it right away. I, I honestly don't even remember how I came to learn about this game. It was like such a weird thing. I think I bought it at a game or <clears throat> what is now known as GameStop, but I think at the time it was probably called uh, Software Etc. That's a bad um, name. Um, so it was GameStop, but whatever. <laughs> but at least it tells you specifically what type of software they're selling. Well, I think they used to sell all kinds of software and then they pivoted more to video games. It's still a bad name. Office Max is better. Uh, well, software, et cetera, and stuff, this, it's a small, they're a small little company. I think they got bought, bought up and then they turned into GameStop. Okay, fine. I don't know. I have fond memories of software, et cetera. It's also where I bought my Nintendo 64. <laughs> but, um, it was a game developed by a company called Ga- uh, Cave Dog Entertainment. And, um... It's basically a strategy, a top top down strategy game, in the vein of like StarCraft or the original Warcraft games. Um, Warcraft now is not the same as the Warcraft it used to be. <laughs> um, and uh, basically, it is uh, two factions of robots that are trying to fight for the the galaxy. <laughs> okay. It's definitely got strong star wars vibe going on um i sort of realized although uh, strong star wars vibes although both sides are robots in this case but there's sort of like the side that's kind of supposed to be more human like and then the side that is like super alien robot kill them all style so that's what i was going to ask if there was like a side you wanted like a good side and a bad side so uh the two sides are core which are the bad people, and ARM, which are the good people. However, I will state that the game lets you play the entire way through as either side. Um, So you're either playing as the good guys or playing as the bad guys. And you get different um, missions and you get different, like, like your commander and the way they talk to you is different. Like if you're playing as the bad guys, they talk 
in a way that's like obliterate them all <laughs> and and um more like a more villainous way of talking to you and the good guys are like talk a little bit more about liberating planets and things like that interesting did you um, beat but, it both ways um yes and not only did i beat it both ways but there were also like expansion packs which so now you, it's called dlc right and you would just download mm. um the extra campaigns or whatever but back in the day you actually had to buy more <laughs> cds so these came on cds not even yeah. dvds i'm familiar um, with sims yes like much like the sims um so i i ended up buying the original game and then i ended up buying later the like deluxe version which came with the extras things and the original game again <laughs> And I had a friend who was super into the game too, and so I gave him like one, like some of the discs, mm-hmm. um, like the disc that I had copies of. He he ended up getting. Fireworks are happening over here now. Wow. Um, I expect them to continue here. I can't hear yours, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, speaking of fireworks, these two factions of robots hated each other. <laughs> Why did they hate each other? Was there a backstory, or is it just known that they hate each other? Um, it's sort of just like, it's sort of just like a uh, war. It's like one, one side wants to be, wants to be in charge of everything. And so like, if you start off as the good guys, it's like the core army has pushed us to the final brink. If we don't start fighting them back now, the tides of war will never be reversed and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you just sort of like move on and on. And also, well, another, I suppose another evil thing they do is they tend to, uh, extract resources from planets and turn mm-hmm. them into machine-like planets. So, like, the planet that the good guys are from is kind of Earth-like. And the planet that the bad guys are from is basically all made out of metal. So, like, there's sort of an environmental thing going on there where they keep trashing their planets and moving planet to planet. Um, although the game is not meant to be, like, environmental in a, a particularly progressive way. Like, it's not... It's not giving that message. It's just kind of saying like, the more you turn into machines, the more factories you're going to build. <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah. So are the factories making the robots or how, how did the robots come to be? Is that not explained? Okay. So <laughs> you are in charge of setting up your bases and building everything out. So you're just a commander, whichever side you're on, you are just a, the commander. And you might start with a couple of, um, things to help you uh, build up your army but generally you're starting from scratch and your commander can build and in this game it's called nano laughing or nano laving i don't really know who knows how it's pronounced um but they kind of through this uh almost magic kind of way almost like um i guess it's like nano robots is kind of the idea where they're just sort of like creating stuff out of um energy and metal <laughs> and uh you basically set up you set up things to generate power generate metal and then once you have the things to generate the power and the metal you can start your own factories and the factories build different kinds of robots um so there's k-bots okay. which i think stands for kill killing robot or something <laughs> and so those ones are like the more like robot looking ones and then there's also a um a vehicle plant, which builds different four-wheeled, four-ish wheeled vehicles that do different separate tasks. Um, there's like a shipyard you can build that does boats and submarines. And there's also airports you can make to create uh, planes. And then you you command all these different kinds of robots to do your fighting for you or your defense or you can also build construction versions of robots. So then once you have more construction robots, then they can start building more stuff. And so uh, you sort of can exponentially build more things as the game progresses. So the robots are specialized. Like you have construction ones, battle ones. Do you have like cavalry ones and foot soldier yeah. ones or? Yes. So there are uh, like infantry robots are the lowest, um, They like, they can shoot, they can't, they have the shortest amount of distance they can shoot, but they shoot the fastest. Uh, and then you have like rocket launching ones that are, that are some of them are anti-air. Um, some of them shoot lasers. Some of them shoot these sort of like big 
pellets. Um, and they also have different like durabilities. So like the faster ones are weaker, the slower ones are the, or have the most defense. Um, and yeah, they, they really run across. There's probably, oh, I don't know, 50 or so different kinds of robots in the game. Um, we have all the different specialties. I mean, some of them are just like radar robots. So like you send them out and they can, they can scope out the uh, terrain. Um, and uh, yeah, oh, and there's, oh, I should say there are regular and there are advanced of everything. So once you build a regular, say like airport, then you can build an advanced airport. So it's like and they build. It's like how in Animal Crossing you can you build a flimsy shovel and then you can turn that flimsy shovel into a, it's just a regular shovel. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of like that. <laughs> the the two plants, uh, I would say the two things build different. So you you would actually still want both. Oh, okay. Uh, airports, um, you would just be creating slightly different ships from each. Okay. And usually, usually the advanced ones, the, the they take more um, metal and energy to build. So if you want to build faster, you would still want to be manufacturing with your like lesser um, factories. And and it's all about building. So the so the more building power you have, the better off you are. All right. So this I actually did think about Animal Crossing in this. Like I I love Animal Crossing, Fortnite. And Fortnite, which are two games where you build things, <laughs> and then I and I was thinking about this game, and I was like, "Oh wow, you! I forgot you like build stuff in this game. Like I've always just loved building things in games. <laughs> it's like Legos, but in video form." Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So I guess you kind of started to answer this question with that answer, but what about this game really appealed to you as a, I believe, twelve-year-old? Yeah. In middle school. So. I, I used to be pretty adventurous when I would um, just I would just buy things that I thought looked kind of cool <laughs> without like really knowing what was, I was getting into. So I I think maybe I got a demo of this game or something. And I was like, let's try this out. And like I said, I had not really played very many PC games and, and really I, over the course of my life, I've not played that many PC games. But um, this one, I think I just got the demo. I like I thought it was really cool. Um, but it does score really well on like Metacritic and all these things. Like this is, I would call this game a cult classic. Okay. It is a game that if you knew about it, you loved it and raved about it. But so few people knew about it because it was from a small developer and it just, you know, it wasn't for a big platform. It was kind of like Starcraft, but just like way better. Way, uh, I don't know, really cool music, really cool graphics, especially for the time. Um, it was all like 3D animated, <laughs> and uh, I remember just thinking that the music and the visuals blew me away. Um, I'd also say the uh, so I so far I've been mostly just talking about the single player campaign where you play as the good or the bad guys, um, and I will say that each like level was like a few hours of work, and if you failed it, you just have to start over from scratch, <laughs> and it wasn't as frustrating as that sounds because it like you're like okay well this time i'm gonna do a completely different strategy on how i want to win could you like so you play for an hour and then you have to go eat you could like save it and come back to it you don't have to do it in one sitting uh yeah i mean you could like pause it i guess i would i typically would do them all in one sitting unless like i really had to go do something um but that brings me to the multiplayer aspect of it which you couldn't pause because you were playing against somebody yeah and basically, I would spend hours in like a single match on that. And you might lose. <laughs> um, and basically, you would pick, you'd pick a map and you'd pick a team you wanted to be, either arm or core. And it didn't matter. Like both, 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 if you were playing two player, both teams could pick the same mm -hmm. side. You would just be like trying to fight for the same planet. And you would be fighting each other. And you could have like, multiple players i think you could have up to four and they would just randomly plop you on the map and then it would be your job to build up your base and then like go kill all the other teams um but yeah you sort of had to like calculate the risk of like when to attack and who to attack and how to attack them because if you attack and you run if they kill all your robots then you're 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 in trouble wow <laughs> So is it like a slow version of Fortnite? Because I know a lot of times Fortnites can go pretty fast. This sounds like it's more build up. Well, Fortnite Fortnite has basically a built in like a match can go like 
a maximum of like 25 minutes in oh, Fortnite. Okay. Um, because as, as the game progresses, you're fighting in a smaller and smaller space. Um, this is definitely a slower build. And I would say they're definitely not even in the same class of game. I mean, they are both, they both deal with building things, but certainly Fortnite is more of like an action, action shooter where you're building quickly for, uh, and you're not really building for the long term. You'd sort of build a little, you just build a little base so that you could do a shootout. But then once your shootout's done, you would like abandon your base most of the time in, in Fortnite. Um, whereas like in Total Annihilation, you would, um, you're really, you're holding on to your base the entire time. You would never want to like abandon your base. That would be uh, a huge pain in the ass. Because <laughs> um, it takes, I mean, it takes a while to get it going. And then a lot of your stuff is stationary. So, so you can't move it. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the factories are stationary. And then you can also build up things like like gun turrets and defenses like that. And the the longer the game goes, the crazier stuff you can build. So in the beginning, like if you just have your commander, all you can do is build this one little laser tower, a couple factories, and then like the resource gathering um, things like uh, um, solar panels and uh, uh, metal mining things. But as you get going, you can start making like nuclear missiles and... Uh, uh, anti-air stuff, anti-missile crafts, and um, all kinds of crazy things that take way more time to build. And lit- literally in the game, it like takes a long time to build certain items and things like that. Um, okay, so when you're in a battle in this game, is it just like a like a screen that like do you do anything in the battle, or is it just pre-strategy like planning? Like you, you are you are in charge of everything's movement and actions at all times. So it, it, it can be pretty complicated. Um, basically, you're, you're doing a lot. Most of the game is with um, the, your mouse and just like up, down, left, right. And um, like say Fortnite, for instance, like you're using like a lot of your keyboard to be doing the different builds and the different um, guns and things. But this like... You could play almost. You could play the entirety of the game without pressing any other keys other than up, down, left, right. Now, certainly there are some shortcut keys, like if you press Control C, it brings you to your commander, for instance. But um, uh, and there's also ways to do like set up squads mm-hmm. of your uh, of your um, little robots. <laughs> but basically, if you want if you want a whole army of people to go from one bo- one place to another, you would highlight them all. And then just click on the map where you want them to go. And then they all go that way. Um, you can give people commands like to um, to do patrols and stuff, which uh, I tend to do a lot of that. So you can keep your you keep your people moving because um, you don't really necessarily want all your troops stationary. But you also don't necessarily want to send them into battle. So you can just have them patrolling around and they just sort of like walk around or fly around, um, making sure no one's coming to attack you. So usually my strategy, uh, which I don't play online anymore, so I don't have to worry about this, is typically to get to aircrafts as quickly as possible and get planes like patrolling around like a good chunk of the map. So then you can anticipate attacks coming. And um, because you can't see the, I mean, yeah, uh, I guess this is important, but you can't see the whole map. You can only see where you have... um, either buildings or troops located. So if you don't have anything where um, they have their things and you can't see them coming. So if you get like an airplane doing a patrol around the map, all of a sudden you can see, as your plane flies over them, you can see whatever things they have coming towards you. Um, And you wouldn't, and the trick to that is you also don't want your planes like flying right over them because then they can shoot them down. (laughs) So if you have them patrolling, say like, um a third of the way like a third of the way towards where you think um your enemy is Mm -hmm. then you can at least be aware even if they get shot down you'll be aware that they're sending their army after you and you can get your like defenses ready because normally like the way you wouldn't want to play is like attacking no one really attacks right away so it's sort of like you're waiting for one of the sides like either you attack first or they attack you um it's not there's never going to be a or rarely will there be a time where like 
you both decided to send your armies at the same time and they like fight in the middle. Uh, yeah. So you always kind of want your base to be ready. Honestly, I like when people bring it to my base because I usually build a pretty good defensive base. Like I definitely prioritize defense. And so if you come after me, I'm going to I'm going to kill you good. <laughs> so you prefer well, so do you ever are you ever on the offensive or do you just try to hang back and just hold out? Typically what I'll do is I'll build a strong defense so I can just like push back any thing that they're doing, but while I'm while I'm holding them at bay, I build a giant air force up. <laughs> and I just once I feel like I've held them long enough and I have a big enough um, defense, then I'll just send my planes in and just destroy everything. <laughs> Definitely big on the planes. Um, oh. And there's certain kinds of planes that are better than others. So like, I think I'm pretty good at knowing how to build like a good, um, a good air fleet. <laughs> um, I was gonna ask you a question. Oh, I remember. When you played this game online, did you play against friends or did you play against randos? Um, I, I, I think I mostly, and it's funny because I had this friend who liked to play, but I don't really remember playing against him. I mostly remember playing against random people. <laughs> um, so I feel like I played, and I played this a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> and so definitely a lot of randos. Um, and I was pretty good. I don't remember if like. I was good or just no one else was good. So I was better by default. <laughs> um, um, not that I never lost, but I was really good. <laughs> um, is there a version of this game that still exists today? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Thank God. The reason that I, that I re was even remembered this game existed is that I was recently on Steam, the uh, PC gaming platform, or thing to buy games to uh and i was there to buy another uh jackbox game a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. and somehow i came across this on there or maybe i just search maybe i did search for it or maybe I, something about it reminded me of it and i found out you could buy the whole game all the expansion packs everything for five dollars <laughs> and i was like hell yeah i got five bucks to spend on this so um I bought the, I rebought the whole game. I beat, I beat the entirety of the good guy um, campaign, which is like 25 uh, maps. <laughs> and I started on the bad guy one and I'm, um, I'm a few into that, although I haven't played in a, in a little while. I went really hard right when I bought it like two weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, yes, it was, it's some good nostalgia. It's also a good podcast game because, um, the sound is good. The music in the game is really good. It's like really um, triumphant sounding. I don't know. It's like good music, good war music. But uh, after a while, like the soundtrack gets a little repetitive. So I would just like throw on some podcasts. <laughs> um, would you say this game would make mm -hmm. you a good strat strategist in a war? Um. It def I mean, there are elements of it that def I think would help you. Um, I mean, there's certainly a lot of people who I'm sure play this game and fail right away because they don't understand the merits of having a good stronghold before mm -hmm. you like go into battle. And uh, I'd say that's like definitely the pre preparation and also like having the right resources is also important in this game <laughs> and in real life. <laughs> Because not only do you need the biggest army, but you need to keep your factories running, mm -hmm. which I've alluded to a couple of times. But yeah, the, one of the whole one of the biggest problems in the game is balancing how much energy you have and how much metal you have. Those are the two. The two commodities are metal and energy, <laughs> um, and okay. you need a combination of them to build stuff. And you can pretty easily not have enough, and that means you didn't build an, enough um, ways of extracting it. Um, so you have to, I literally just saw a firework in your window, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, I can see it. Yeah, it's right um, behind me. The curtains are open. I know this is a, an audio podcast, but I just needed to acknowledge that I saw that. Um, mm -hmm. when you're, do, do you get like energy for like over time or do you have to like make the energy? Um, you, there, you do make some energy yourself. 
Um, if you're not making any energy, your commander makes energy and some buildings make energy. Some building, I mean, some things have like d dual purposes. Like the advanced airport, for instance, also has a built-in radar, um, which alerts you to nearby things. But um, if you really want to get energy, you would build um, different energy creating um, buildings. So there's a s solar power plant is like the most efficient one um, in the early game. And so you build a bunch of these solar plants and also you can build like wind, wind, uh, wind turbines. <laughs> and those are the two ones you sort of start off with. But then as the game goes on, you can do like geothermal, uh, plants if you if you find like a vent in the ground and the ultimate way of making power eventually is you can create nu nuclear power plants <laughs> and so those um, those are worth the most energy by a lot but you also can't build them until you've gotten to your advanced robots um, when it's just your commander all you can build is the solar power and the um, the wind power oh and also there's also like um, wave uh, wave ones, whatever those are called, tidal oh. tidal generators. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Would I like this game? Um. Well, I'm a big fan of this. I I, I like this game in in a way where I'm like I think if anyone gave this a try, they'd they'd find it interesting. <laughs> um. I mean, I don't know. It's like um. It's a um real-time war strategy game. I feel like that description is not necessarily what a lot of people would say they like in games. <laughs> but once you get into it and you're just like building crap and you're just trying to like make it all work, um, I think it I think it is a lot of fun. Um, it, all, it, it holds up pretty well, but it also isn't like, it wouldn't like, when I played this as a kid, it like blew me away graphically and musically and all that stuff because... It was so far ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. It is no longer ahead of its time. Um, it honestly doesn't feel that that dated, but it also, um, which speaks to how far ahead of ahead of its time it was. Um, but it certainly wouldn't be like, "Whoa, this is so, this is so good looking." <laughs> Not cutting edge. No. Um, so when you bought it on Steam, I meant to ask this earlier. It's the old graphics, right? Yeah, they didn't do anything to, like, revamp it. Right, so it's just pure nostalgia, kind of. Yeah, I was like, I could play this. I mean, it's literally, like... I mean, it's still so much fun. I think even if I hadn't played it then, I'd still have had fun when I was doing it because I had forgotten a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I knew, like, I knew the basic tenets of it, but um, all the missions, like, they all have different, like, specific things like goals you have to do too. Like they, you go to different planets and the different planets have different terrains on them. Um, there's one planet that apparently has meteor showers, a thing I completely forgot existed in the game. Is it like, is oh, super infuriating because it'll just destroy your stuff. <laughs> it's like a nook mile, a, a nook, nook island. It's like a nook island, yeah. There's meteor showers in Animal Crossing. Yeah, luckily they don't destroy your buildings in Animal Crossing. That's true. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, I think it, it sort of mixes my, yeah, I think it mixes a few of my passions, which uh, as, even even as a child, if you can believe it, I loved Star Wars and Legos. <laughs> I can't believe it. Why would you lie to me right now? <laughs> um, and I think it really hit a sweet spot between those two things. Oh, yeah, vi well, video games, Star Wars, and Legos all mashed into one. Because <laughs> <sighs> um, the thing is, they make a lot of Lego video games, but they're never... They're, I don't really find them that much fun because <laughs> well, you're not really building yeah. stuff in them. It's more like, so from my understanding of like a Lego video game, it's like you're playing a Lego Luke in Star Wars. I don't know if it's like exactly that, but, and you're going through things. It's not like you're designing Legos. Yeah. Well, have you seen, have you seen the Lego movie? Um, with, oh, what's his name? With everything is awesome. Yeah. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything <laughs> is awesome when you live in the dream. Or a dream? Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that movie. It's kind of like how in that, like, like there's almost, like, it's funny because it's Legos and it, it's cute. But, like, the actual, like, doing things with Legos only happens, like, he, he speed builds or whatever. Like, he's like, 
oh, now I need a spaceship. And then he just like builds one really fast. Like, and it's just sort of like this um, moment that happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. And not that I, not that I want to watch a movie of them slowly building things the whole time. <laughs> But um, that's kind of how the Lego video games are. It's like you need to build a thing and then you just like kind of build it and it just like happens. So it's like I'm not actually building anything. <laughs> the game is yeah. doing all the work for me. <laughs> um, you want to be able to drag pieces over and make your own Lego battleship? I mean, I I kind of, I I don't know what it is. I, I think the minutia of building a whole thing out of Legos in a video game would be annoying. <laughs> Which is maybe why they don't have you do it. <laughs> but like, I want a game that lets me. Typically, these can be called sandbox games, but games that like let you do a lot of stuff on your own. I mean, there's a lot of games like like Fallout um, is like that. The 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 uh, video game with the nuclear bomb thing. <laughs> yeah. Where like you're sort of designing your little villages, and you you also build those out too, uh, and you prevent them from getting attacked and things. And and I don't know, just. Something where they let you, they do let you be creative, but they don't make you do all the work, which is true about Animal Crossing. Although I'd say Animal Crossing is probably more restrictive than I, I would, I would rather Animal Crossing uh, have more options than it does. (laughs) It's a great game, but it does have its limits. Um, I mean, you can't even build the fence diagonally. (laughs) That does bother me. They're so, I just got terraforming. But I don't want all my island to be squares. I like the diagonals, but I just want my fence to not have to go at a right angle. Yeah. I don't like it. Fences and walkways. And I also, also, if I can gripe about one more thing in Animal Crossing, you can't get, you, like, if if something takes up a block, like, even if there's, even if you can see space between you and the object you just put down, you can't, like, walk up to that space. Like you have to, there's like an invisible barrier around like mm-hmm. fences and stuff. Anyways, this isn't about Animal Crossing. <laughs> um, uh, my time is um, running a little short, um, but uh, yes. Oh, I was going to say, is it, what else do you want to talk about with um, Total Annihilation? Um, okay. Well, I, I don't have much more to say. Um, it is just a, it's. I don't I don't know if I did a good job explaining anything on this episode, which is how I usually feel when I'm passionate about something. <laughs> I feel like I've been understanding what you're saying, and I've literally good. never played this game. Uh, great. Well, never, it was... Never even heard of it? Yeah. Most people haven't. That's It's literally like... Have you heard of Star, StarCraft? Maybe. Warcraft? Like World of Warcraft? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it is now. So World of Warcraft used to be just Warcraft. And that was, and Warcraft was a game, Starcraft and Warcraft were two games that are similar to what I'm describing right now. Um, But Warcraft was like in medieval days and Starcraft was in space. And then they took Warcraft and they took the world of it (laughs) and they created a brand new game. That's like what what it is known as now. They're basically completely different properties. I mean... The same sort of like era and kinds of characters and, and still like, you know, fantasy in that way, medieval fantasy. Um, but now it's a it's a open world uh, slash. What is it? What is it called? Uh, uh, massive online, mo- massive multiplayer online game where. But yeah, it's not a strategy game anymore. Let's put it that way. OK. Um, but this game, like, yeah, I feel like no one really has ever heard of this game. It's, like, pretty under the radar, but awesome. It was really just, like, a hidden gem. I think it just never really got marketed, you know? It was just by a small company, and they did a really good job making it, but it, it just wasn't made by Blizzard, who makes Warcraft, <laughs> or whoever. Um, and, uh, yeah, I love it. And if you, you know, if you got five bucks and a little bit of time, you know... My recommendation is check out the check it out on Steam, everyone. It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of fun, and again, it's only five bucks, so whatever. And they're not paying me to say this; I'm just saying it. <laughs> Try it out. Yeah, uh, I I started playing it because I played the demo, and I uh, it's become like a major part of my life, <laughs> or like how I think about how I I think of life. Wow. But 
You're yeah. just constantly building up uh, military bases in your mind. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I dream in video games, so yeah. <laughs> oh. um, that's all I got. Okay. Excellent topic. Thank you. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, no, not really. Um, kind of as usual. Check out my YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you haven't yet. Um, that's it. Do you have anything to plug? No. All right. Um, then I guess we're done. We're done. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you've subscribed to us as well on your favorite podcasting app. And uh, next week, don't look at the title so the topic can be a surprise. <laughs> we're going to check back in with each and every single one of you listeners. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be hard because there's a million of you. Yeah. But we will do it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD with Matt Emily. <laughs>